I'm Jason Ariola, and this is Rock Out with your card out. Okay, I know in the last two episodes I said it's been a while since we've done any chiptune, and looking back at it now, it has been a long time since I've done any Falcom music, and as you're probably well aware, Falcom Sound Team JDK, or just Falcom Sound Team, whatever you want to do, um, the JDK band, they're some of my favorite, like, just groups, organizations uh, of composers and musicians in the video game industry. They have had a, I want to say high turnover rate, but, you know, it's just been... 40 years of them making music and they just sort of you know people come and go basically so there has been a ton of talent that has gone through there notable most notably probably is Yuzo Koshiro who was part of the original Falcom Sound team which yeah I mean you've got a legendary composer like Yuzo Koshiro um you know among your uh, alumni it's kind of hard to really repeat that. It's like, yeah, you've got some incredible composers that have gone through these halls. Some of them um, have gone on to do other things, too, and some of them you don't really hear about very much as far as, like, mainstream video game music goes. But Falcom's music just sort of kind of remains undoubtedly some of the best in the video game industry. They have such a high sound, like, bar every single release they do. And as I mentioned earlier, this is um, the 40th anniversary of Falcom being founded, so... There was a concert um, that uh, uh, Nippon Ichi uh, Software had uh, kind of promoted, and I got an email about it, and I was like, oh, cool, there's going to be a concert. And then I looked, and it happened to be 11 o'clock at night on June 24th, which was the day before my birthday. So going into my birthday, this was like kind of a cool birthday present. I was like, oh, right on, this is sweet. So um, I kept my daughter up until um, 1230 or 1215 at night when the concert was over because she wanted to see it because she's into Falcom uh, Sound Team as well because I've ruined my daughter. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so it was all in all a pretty good concert. Um, leaned a little heavy on uh, Legend of Heroes, I thought, but maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Uh, all in all, good stuff, though. I, I really enjoyed it. Some great announcements there. We got a lot of the Crossbell games. So there's four games in the Legend of Heroes series that are coming out in America now, and I'm pretty happy about that. So, yeah, I actually need to finish Trails of Cold Steel, like in Trails in the Sky. I'm kind of an ease guy, but I continually buy the Legend of Heroes games just because I want to support Falcom, and then I buy the soundtracks on iTunes as soon as they pop up. I normally don't buy the physical discs because um, I'm sort of vinyl collecting now, and I don't think I can justify having um, 400 Falcom CDs laying around. I do have uh, one mini disc laying around still, and that is a that is a Kirby's Dream Band Bat Out of Hell mini disc uh album so yeah that's just a cute little thing it doesn't take up much space it's right here on my kirby shelf on my desk so yeah and yes i have a dedicated kirby shelf on my desk it's mostly just amiibo but yeah it's cute anyway i'm just gonna go ahead and play one of my favorite albums of theirs and that is falcom vs jdk band 2010 summer uh, this was this is sort of like a a rearrangement of sorts of a bunch of songs from a bunch of different games. E7 had just, not just come out, but it had pretty recently come out, so this was sort of um, their most fresh release. So this whole thing kind of leans a little heavy on E7, which is fine by me. E7 is a fantastic soundtrack, and if you recall, I dedicated two whole episodes to E7 because I adore that soundtrack. So we'll go through the track list here, and I'll give you the, I guess, background on which game it's from, because these are from a bunch of different games. All total, there is, I believe, six. Yeah, six. There is six different games that this um, album kind of pulls from, but four of these tracks out of the ten come from E7. So, yes, it's not incredibly heavy on E7, but when you look at the, um, let's say, stored history of E's music, the fact that it's pulling from one of these games, mostly, there's 
Ease versus uh, no Kiseki alternative saga that it's pulling from too, but I don't know if you technically consider that an Ease game. Anyway, doesn't matter. We'll move on. <laughs> so before we get to the actual music, though, I want to go ahead and let's get the Patreon stuff out of the way here because I've gotten a few new patron donors over the last couple of weeks, and I really, really can't thank you guys enough because it really means a lot to me. So go to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk. Over there, you can support the show for a dollar a month. You don't get anything, but I will message you a, a thank you for $3 a month, which I had, I think, three or four new people pop up over the last couple of weeks, which, God, they, thank you. It means so much to me. You will get bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your card out. You get two of those a month. You'll get bonus segments of Multimedia Failure, the video game movie podcast. I almost said music. <laughs> video game movie podcast I do with my friends Vanessa Cahill and John Lucero. So sometimes that'll add nearly double the length of the episode. It's sometimes it's just us shooting the shit. And sometimes we'll go at the end of like our latest Pokemon movie, one that we did. It's us ranking the legendary and mythicals that we've seen because that is what we do on Multimedia Failure. We rank shit. Also, you get all of the podcasts we do here on the Games and Junk Network in one handy catch-all feed at a higher quality audio rate. At $5 a month, you'll get all the bonuses from the previously mentioned tier as well as a shout-out on the show. So to those people, got a shout out to Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, and our latest one, Nathan Cooper. Guys, I really appreciate it. And yeah, it means the world to me that I keep seeing uh, Rocket With Your Card Out just kind of grow a little bit more. Hopefully that's uh, what Nathan's here for, because it seems like that's where the majority of people are coming in for. But yeah, anyway, um, so let's go ahead and we'll move on to the actual show itself. So the first track we're going to listen to on this album is Oratachi No Legend, which translates, I think, to Our Legend. Which, yeah, I, I don't know. No normally means... Uh, I, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Oratachi no Legend. And that is from the game Ease vs. Sora no Kiseki Alternative Saga. Ease, you might know. Sora no Kiseki, you might not know. Sora no Kiseki is the Japanese uh, title of the Trails in the Sky thing. So, yes, tits. Uh, <laughs> it's the abbreviation for that that has been so lovingly adopted by fans. <laughs> and I I'm kinda, I kind of adore it. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, here it is with uh, Ikaris Watanabe as the vocalist for that one.
All right, and there was Orotachi no Legend, and yeah, boy, oh boy, uh, good way to start off the album there. I think uh, really kind of hits it pretty good with uh, everything that Falcom's in there for. It's like a lot of uh, electric rock, a little bit of uh, at the end there, kind of tapers off into like a little bit of like a slow sort of thing. Almost uh, somber, kind of sad sounding thing. And, you know, you've got the kick ass violin mixed in there with some really good shredding guitars. I mean, again, this is why I love Falcom so much. Their music is just so fucking good. Um, I just put an explicit tag on this, apparently, <laughs> if I say that, but that's how into Falcom I am. I love their music so much, and it's just wonderful. So, all right, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next track, and that is going to be Till the Night of Glory. And that one is from The Legend of Heroes 6, Sora no Kiseki Third. Actually, before we move on to the next track, I did want to mention that this is sort of like a rearrangement album. So if you're not familiar with arranged albums, they're basically just remixes. And Falcom does a lot of their own remixes. As far as I know, I don't think there are any uh, arranged albums of E7. This sort of acts like one of the arranged albums um, for E7 because it's, you know, four tracks from E7. Although there's a few that I would like to hear sort of rearrangements from that didn't make the cut onto this album. So maybe, fingers crossed, someday we'll get a... Uh, We'll get a uh, rearranged or arranged album of E7. So anyway, uh, yeah, get back to it. Uh, here we go. Till the Night of Glory from The Legend of Heroes 6, Sword no Kiseki the third. I know, confusing title. Anyway, here it is.
Normally not a big fan of the guitar being replaced by a saxophone as far as the lead instrument goes, but in this case, I think it worked out pretty well. In the original version, um, the guitar is more of the lead instrument, and in this, the saxophone takes over a lot, and I kind of dig it. I normally, again, am not a huge fan of like jazz or saxophone sound, but uh, Kenji Suzuki kind of nailed this one pretty well. And if you go back and watch the Falcom uh, 40th anniversary concert, there is a saxophonist there, and oddly, there is no violinist, which I thought was kind of strange because I associate a lot of modern Falcom with violin kind of being shredded in there pretty well. But the saxophonist clearly was having the best time out of everyone there because she was just all over the place, uh, not music-wise. Uh, you know, she sounded great, but she was just like moving, grooving, just getting, just really getting it on that stage there. She enjoyed the hell out of herself on that thing. So yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one. And that is Mother Earth Altago, which is um, one of the tracks from E7 and another one of my favorites. Unfortunately, Innocent Primeval Breaker did not make the cut onto this, but that's okay because there's a ton of good E7 music. And if you want to go back and listen to that, that episode is still available there of course and that was with my co-host at the time and you might actually get a sentimental story out of me because of um why e7 is kind of an important game to me i don't want to spoil it here if you're interested you go back and listen to that episode so anyway here it is here is mother earth i'll talk
God damn, I love that track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is one of the first ones that really, I mean, Innocent Primeval Breaker sort of did it for me as far as the opening track goes, but, you know, normally you have, like, a good opening track as far as, like, the opening sequence, the anime intro, if you will. You have something kind of catchy there to bring in the gamer or the uh, player. Uh, I, don't, I don't like saying gamer anymore. It's just, it's just such a negative connotation anymore. But anyway, the person playing the video game and... This was the first track that, as soon as I got out into the field for the first time, this was playing, like, oh, holy shit, this is, is this what I'm going to be dealing with the whole game? And then as more and more field music and battle music kind of came up, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm in love with whoever is doing this music. And then that's when I started my uh, rabbit hole of realizing that, oh, that game I rented when I was a kid, Ease 3, Wanderers from Ease, is this. Not the same game, obviously, but this is the series. I hated that game, but I loved that soundtrack, the little bit I got of it. The long story uh, longer about that is I rented that game as a kid, hated the game, played it for a few hours, and I don't want to say begged my grandma, but sort of begged my grandma to take me back to the video rental store and exchange it for something else because I did not want that to be my my weekend rental while I was over at her house because, yeek. But The Boy Who Had Wings, that one on there was just like, oh my god. God, I love this music, and it stuck with me for years and years, and sort of was the seed that planted Rock Out With Your Card Out in a way. Originally, Rock Out With Your Card Out was supposed to be video game music that I like from games that aren't that great, but then I decided it's too good of a name, and I think it's just fun, and you could just take it out with, um, you know, like, oh, hey, you're just listening to video game music without listening to, the, or without playing the video game itself, so I sort of... Uh, adapted evolved it into this basically of just like hey, i'm just gonna talk about whatever the hell i like i don't care <laughs> so yeah but anyway yeah love mother earth altago and you know i kind of love this next one too because it's falcon why wouldn't i so anyway here it is another one from e7 and that is great tree Thank you. 
man, that was great tree. Now, honestly, I kind of prefer the original version from E7, but still a good version all in all. It's, I don't know, this one's a little bit more subdued, although I do kind of dig the saxophone in there being a little bit more kind of laid back, I think. It's, it's, it's a good feeling, so, yeah. And with that, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is A House in the Violet Garden. And this is the second and final track that we'll be listening to today from The Legend of Heroes 6, Sora no Kiseki III. So again, here is A House in the Violet Garden. That is just one of those tracks that I feel sort of really shows off the diversity and capabilities of the people that have gone through Falcom Sound Team. That is a really like sweet, somber, kind of quiet, peaceful song. You're not really sure unless you know the context behind it if it's supposed to be sweet or if it's supposed to be sad. And I kind of appreciate that because I, I really like sad music as we've discussed multiple, multiple times over the course of this podcast history. And I also appreciate ones that don't just immediately bum you out, like aren't really going for those heartstrings, but there's something there, something almost nostalgic about that one that makes you feel a certain way. And I really appreciate what they did with that. And if tonal shifts are your thing, then we're going to have a major tonal shift with the next one. And that is Appearance of the Demon Beast, which is a much more, um, let's say, my type of Falcom Sound Team music, which is just a rockin' piece of music. <laughs> so anyway, here it is. Here is the Appearance of the Demon Beast.
Yeah, threw in a little organ there and kind of give it that little bit of a prog rock feel I like. And yeah, I'm all about that one. <laughs> okay, so the next one. Oh, actually, you know what? I completely forgot to mention what actual game that was from. And that is from The Legend of Heroes 3 White Witch, which I believe was just a PSP game, which was translated by Bandai Namco or just Namco. I forget which one did it. But anyway, yeah, at this point, it's, it's uh, Bamco if you want to go with that route. Um, yeah, so those are, those are games that... Um, desperately need a better translation so hopefully uh either uh uh nis or uh exceed which doesn't really seem to be doing um ease games or uh, falcom games anymore i can get a hold of that and maybe retranslate it because woof is all i can say about the translation for that <laughs> so anyway moving on we're gonna move on to the next one that is to make the end of digging a I don't want to say hilarious, but a hilarious title because if you're familiar with Falcon music, to make the end of battle or make the end of war, make the end of battle. Yeah, make the end of battle is one of the titles uh, of a track from Ease 2. And yeah, this is from Guruman, which is a game about digging that Falcon made, sort of like a 3D uh, platformer sort of thing. It's, um, it's, I don't want to say it's a pretty brilliant <laughs> button there and a nice little play on. I guess if you're a Falcom Sound Team fan and you know track titles, that's sort of uh, that's sort of a nice pun. Otherwise, you might notice it and you might hear it and be like, oh, I think I might know that. But yeah, this is it, it sounds like it, but it also, I don't know, this track also doesn't take itself remarkably seriously. Well, the original version doesn't, but let's see if this one does. So yeah, um, here's to, uh, to make the end of digging because I kind of got away from the title there for a minute.
definitely a little bit harder hitting than I would uh, expect from a silly trek like to make the end of digging. The original version is a little bit more silly, a little bit more fun, but this one definitely leans a little bit more on to make the end of battle, which I think is kind of like a, a little bit more hard hitting thing. It's it really it's it's hard to really argue with this thing. It's a really good track. It, the the title's silly. I mean, it's yeah. All in all, not my favorite on this album, but. Uh, it's up there. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next one, and that is Crossing Rage, which, which, um, if you listen to the E7 episode, I had to make sure I yelled that because there's an exclamation point and it's in all capitals. So, Crossing Rage, as I try to sound like a Japanese uh, fighting game announcer guy, and that is from E7. and Falcom, man. God damn, I love their music. Anyway, yeah, that is absolutely just one of the best, I think, from E7. I, I'm a little, like, sad that Desert of Despair didn't get its uh, kind of treatment in there. 
or uh, The Place Where Souls Return. I, those are like two of the tracks I love and Innocent Primeval Breaker, of course, too, or um, Rush Out, the vocalized version of that. But yeah, I mean, it just bums me out a little that E7 didn't get a uh, arranged album. But, you know, I mean, this is as close as we're going to get, and this is a really great album and really shows off a lot of the diversity of more modern Falcom stuff. So, I, you know, I can appreciate that. And again, this is one of my favorite... Uh, more recent, even though this thing is like 11 years old now, but more recent um, Falcom albums. It's it really just is good. Anyway, moving on to one of the last tracks, and this is the last one from E7, and that is Legend of the Five Great Dragons.
Yeah, 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 good stuff. <laughs> See, I think in the original version, and even in this version, and the podcast uh, where I covered E7 specifically, I mentioned that the beginning of this thing for a few seconds, it doesn't really grab you. So if you're doing one of those things where you're catching the first 10, 15 seconds of a song, you're like, eh, I'm going to move on. Like a lot of people do, I would say, even I'm guilty of that occasionally, where if I'm flipping through a soundtrack trying to find the tracks I like, I'll just kind of skim through. This one might be one you skip over. Once this thing kicks in, though, it is just absolutely one of the coolest tracks from E7. And this remake is just, or this arrangement is just really, really kick-ass. I love this thing. <sighs> okay, so that is the last of the arrangements from this one. Now we are going to go on to A Way of Life, which is the last track on this album. Now, A Way of Life is from The Legend of Heroes Zero no Kiseki, one of the games that got announced um, for a North American release. And... Maybe even Europe? I don't know. I don't know if Nisa's doing that. Well, Nisa wouldn't. It would be Nisi? Nisei? Uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, NIS Europe would be doing that or not. But yeah, we're getting an English language release for it. Tells that. And I'm very, very excited for that because it's just one more Falcom game I can put on my shelf that I'm happy to display and maybe eventually get around to. God, I need more time to play video games. Anyway, let's go ahead and let's listen to Way of Life, which again is the original version, not a remake. And the vocals are by Kanako Katera, one of my favorite vocalists that's ever done anything with Falcom. I, I really like her voice. I'm not saying it's a good voice. It's just a cool voice. Kind of the way I feel about Carly Rae Jepsen. I don't think she's got a good voice. I think she has a cool voice. Boy, I wonder how many listeners I just lost with uh, saying I kind of enjoy Carly Rae Jepsen. Anyway, moving on. Wave Life, here it is. I'm sorry. 
that was Way of Life, and that will end this album, and sort of, I guess, my way of celebrating Falcom's 40th anniversary. Now, I know this is more all recent uh, Falcom stuff, but if more recent Falcom stuff is what got me into Falcom music in the first place, for the most part. Um, E7 was the gateway drug into Falcom and Falcom Sound Team, so I just want to say that I love the Sound Team, I love the music they do, and... Here's another 40 years. I don't know if uh, this company can continue for 40 years making video games and video game music, but God, I hope so, because when I'm, oh God, I'm going to be 79 years old when that happens. Holy shit. (laughs) But uh, hopefully when I'm 79 years old, I'm still at least listening to Falcom Sound Team because, or new Falcom Sound Team, because they have just managed to keep this level of quality that astounds me. There is so much like dips and disparities in a lot of like sound teams and a lot of them come and go. Uh, the Taito sound team, Zuntata has, uh, you know, gone because Taito's gone. Uh, Square Enix, they you know, can be real hit or miss with their soundtrack sometimes. Uh, and they're also huge. Falcom is this really kind of small studio where I think they sold a million copies of E7 and they were absolutely thrilled with it. And that is worldwide, not just in Japan or North America or Europe. That is worldwide. They sold about a million copies and they were thrilled. And that's also including the fact that it's on Vita, PS4, Switch, and PC. So they... They don't they don't sell a whole ton, but I, they sort of have this like cottage industry thing of their music going through. I think there are more people who are fans of their music almost at times than there are their games. I, I tend to to be one of both, and I tend to buy both, uh, just because I love them so much and I want them to stick around, and yeah, so that's about all my thoughts on that, so here's another 40 Falcom, I love you, and um, I, I will in a bit, most of the people that listen to the podcast love you too, so anyway, I just want to thank you again for listening, uh, again, patreon.com slash gamesjunk for $3, you get bonus episodes, bonus segments o- over on another podcast I do, and all the podcasts in one hand to catch all feed, and for $5 a month you get the shout out, again, I'll just give a shout out to those people again, because why not, you're worth it, you kicked in $5, and it's really not that big of a deal for me to do, so thanks Vanessa Cahill, John Lucero, Alex Bessinger, Josh Carpenter, Eric, and Nathan Cooper, I appreciate you guys all just kicking in and making me feel like I'm not just talking to a void here. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, next episode coming out eventually. I Or not eventually, next week. I don't know what it is. I I think I know what it is. It was a shooter I wanted to do, I think, that I mentioned at the end of Power Blade 2 or Power Blade 1. I forget. It's been like two weeks since I recorded that, so my memory sucks. So, yeah, I think it's going to be that. If not, maybe I have something that comes up and I'll want to do that instead. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, stay tuned for, man, within a couple of days, I would say, the next uh, Robico, Robicode, the, that is the Rock Out With Your Card Out Dream event, will come out, which is a history lesson of sorts. It is going in increments of five years in the past. So, 86, 91, 96, 2001, 2006... 2011, 2016, the games that came out around, or in the last half of June for that, I'm going to go over some tracks from games that came out in those years. I'm going to go over most of them, because God help me if I'm still doing this in five years, I'm in real, real trouble. Not this podcast, that idea. God, I hope I come up with something else outside of that. Maybe maybe after five years of doing those, I'll retire the idea. How's that? Anyway, yeah, so that'll be that. Go to the show notes, and over there is all the sh- uh, social media links. Just got to thank, again, Jesse, my friend, for helping out with the social media, because God, she's been killing it, and I don't have the time nor... Uh, um, let's say, ability to do that as well as she's been handling it for me. So I really appreciate that. So, yeah. Anyway, that'll end this episode of Rock Out With Your Card Out. Again, really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Great. I knew that groove was in your heart.